sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, Good evening. Happy Sunday and welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday early evening with some booze and conversation. Our guest this week is Michelle Asplund, principal at Cunningham Group Architecture, with offices in Minneapolis, Los Angeles, Beijing, Qatar, and several other cities. Michelle, welcome to Drink in the Style. Thank you, Gregory. I'm really excited to be here. We're thrilled to have you. We really, really are. We uh, actually also have a little bit of a change. Our usual mixologist, Jordan Morris, is not available to mix for us this evening. So we have a special treat. Uh, Habitation's own Carl Wallace Peltier, no slouch in the drinking world himself, has agreed to uh, take up the shaker and, under Jordan's remote direction, will be creating tonight's anesthetic. Carl, thank you for being our mixologist. You are very welcome. Happy to be here. It's, uh, it's good to have you. Those, uh, those folks who have listened to us in the past know that Carl is actually the uh, lead commercial designer at Habitation and uh, is, is a true asset and a, a guy who's done a lot of good with us. Um, what are we going to be drinking this evening, Mr. Peltier? We have a special little treat here. It is called Tea It Up. Tea which, It Up. Yes, tea It Up. Tea It Up, which is a kind of a take on an Arnie Palmer or a John Daly, but instead of vodka, which usually goes in a John Daly, we are going to be using Basil Hayden's bourbon. Basil? I, and you know I love bourbon. Bourbon. Bourbon, yes, I know, as, as do we all. We're, we're uh, real drinkers here, so we're going with bourbon instead of vodka. Yeah. Michelle, yeah. are you a fan of bourbon? I am a fan of bourbon, especially okay. Basil Hayden. Especially Basil. And you said you were saying you had a you just got a new we cat. We just got a new kitten who's 10 weeks old, and his name is Basil Hayden. Which Look at that is amazing. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, you and are And you guys didn't even know that. No, no, no. that is amazing. The yeah. gods are smiling upon us. <laughs> All right, well, that's, uh, that's fantastic. Tell us what the specific ingredients, Carl, are in the Tea It Up. All right, well, it is two ounces of the Basil Hayden's bourbon. It is one ounce of Rooibos tea which is infused with a Dolan Blanc, which is a sweet white vermouth. Something that nobody here had ever heard of <laughs> nope. before. A sweet vermouth is usually a darker vermouth. Right? Yep, but it is it is a sweet white vermouth, which, again, I have no idea what that is, but it's tasty. So <laughs> that's, really um, that's all I need to know. And then it is a half an ounce of simple syrup and three quarters ounce of lemon juice. All right. And the lemon juice is going to give it a little bit of a tang. Yep. And uh, the bourbon's going to give it the kick. So we got the kick and the tang. Yep. Nice. I think the lemon's like going to offset that, that sweet white vermouth. Excellent. All right. And this is something that you're going to be shaking, uh, correct? Yep. You shake it over ice, and then you pour it over um, a or pour it into a glass of ice, and then you garnish it with a big sprig of mint. Excellent. All right. Well, while Carl is getting that set up to go, uh, I do want to remind our listeners that if you go to drinkinthestyle.com, you can find recipes for all of the uh, cocktails that we've had. I will admit I'm a little behind on updating that site. I apologize, but uh, it should be up to speed very, very soon. Um, and then also, uh, any of the cocktails uh, that are featured in a given week can be sampled at Mill Valley Kitchen on Excelsior Boulevard. Um, so here we go. Carl, we have our drinking, our uh, shaking music. Take All us right. away. Here we go. Carl's. Pouring in the mixture of the bourbon and the simple syrup and uh, the infused Dolan Blanc. Don't mix up your numbers. I know, right? Three plus seven equals six times three times five. Oh, my God. Oh, why would you do that? That man is a master <laughs> of the death glare. Just pour the whole bottle in. Right, I know. That's that's pretty much all you need. <laughs> the, specific, uh, the specific ratios can be found on the site, by the way. Apologies if I've confused any of our listeners. And now we are adding in the lemon juice. And sensory experience. Absolutely is. I can smell it wafting over here. And just sunscreen. for a little extra touch, I'm going to pour in just a little more of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Off script. Creative Off script. license being used to uh, 
Okay, I have literally only used a shaker like twice. Oh my. So I'm gonna try not to make this explode. Do we need. I think we're good. I think I got. Like there's a sudden electrical zap. <laughs> right? We're all gonna know. I can see the headlines. Entire team are taking the style. <laughs> Electric- electrocuted at AM950. Covered in basil hate. Brett, are we covered on insurance for that? Are you guys covered? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> well, crisis averted. All right, then we are going to strain into the glass of ice. And it certainly looks like it's actually lighter than an Arnie Palmer. It, it's got. It is. Mm-hmm. That must be the lemon juice because it's definitely got a little more orange hue yeah. to it. All right. So we've got our cocktails mixed up, and then you said you're going to garnish with a sprig of mint. A lovely large sprig. Oh, of large! Mint. Now, did Jordan tell you to like smack it around at all or something? Usually, he does some kind of clapping or. Uh, how about I just blow on it for good luck? No, please. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. All right, Carl's made his own cocktail. <laughs> All right, that is absolutely outstanding. Now, the tee it up, of course, refers to golf. Now, Michelle, you are a golfer, as I recall. Uh, in fact, you I dabble. You do dabble. I, dabble. I hack terribly. Yeah. Golf is is proof that in a previous life I was like Hitler's pool man because I want so bad to be good, <laughs> and yet I am the worst golfer. I cannot. Thousands of dollars spent on lessons and everything else, and I can never quite get that. Well, do you play a lot? Because it is one of those practice-to-be-perfect things. It is, so they tell me. Uh, you know what? I, 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 if I get out at most once a week, I'm thrilled. But uh, frankly, it's only a few times a month. How about best ball? That works. Everybody loves best ball because you're always good for at least one or two decent hits on, yeah. on 18. And suddenly you can be a hero. Right. What is best ball? I don't even know what that is. Carl's not a golfer. I'm not. I, it's been since like high school. Since it's I the best thing is when you have a group of golfers, yeah. four golfers, yeah. and you're in a tournament, and everybody gets to hit the ball, and whosoever ball is the best shot is the next ball that's played. What? Yeah. Yes. Oh. It's not even just tournaments. Well. You can do it just for social, just to make the day be more relaxed. And okay. It's fun. I'd, I'd, I'd go with that. When you have a mix of skill sets, I think it's really important to... Yeah play that especially your first couple times i was actually talking to a friend of mine who was just doing a best ball tournament and he was so angry because uh he was teamed up with a uh a woman who he said had a limp and couldn't go back so she couldn't hit any distance and then a guy who had a patch over his eye because he had had an eye infection so he couldn't actually putt because he he had no depth perception (laughs) well misfits they were it was they were the misfit team and then the worst thing was that the uh, the tournament gave an award for first place and last place, and they came in second to last. Uh, I didn't ask about the team that uh, that came in last place and right. what have you. But anyway, all right. Well, uh, we're going to go to break, but uh, when we come back, we will be enjoying a Tea It Up cocktail, which is bourbon-based, uh, and we'll be speaking with Michelle Asplin from Cunningham Group. Quick reminder that you're listening to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. We'll be back in just a moment. Some people was an angry, thin-skinned man. This is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, and I want to talk to you about rehab. Not that kind. I'm talking about Designer Rehab in St. Louis Park. Designer Rehab is the best furniture consignment store in the Twin Cities, and we're currently accepting consignment on gently used sofas, chairs, tables, and more. If you're ready for an upgrade, bring your furniture in for consignment. Then swing over to Habitation Furnishing and Design and let us fill your home with some of the best furnishings you'll find anywhere. Designer Rehab. It's only a matter of time. As with their Eat Street sister on Nicollet Avenue, the Bad Waitress at 700 Central and Northeast is committed to working with local purveyors and serving organic food whenever possible. But the Northeast location is a bit more grown up. This finer diner has a full bar serving craft cocktails and a brand new inventive dinner menu, including the chicken and waffle, with roasted half chicken, bourbon pickled jalapeno corn waffle, and a roasted poblano gravy. Check out the Northeast menu at thebadwaitress.com. 
Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. Hi, it's Tom Harbin. You know, Continental Diamond is special for a lot of reasons. The owners are Jimmy and Helene Pessis, a husband and wife team who had a dream to open their own store more than 30 years ago. They've built a business that is the gold standard. The readers of Minnesota Bride Magazine have named Continental Diamond the best jeweler for the last seven years. Why? Amazing, friendly, no-pressure customer service, a selection of fine diamonds and designed jewelry unlike anywhere else, and the fresh-baked chocolate chip cookies are pretty great, too. Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and at ContinentalDiamond.com. Hi, Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, right here on AM 950. If you're a small business owner like me, I know you're buried in paperwork. State tax filing, sales tax, property tax, insurance, it never ends. But what about payroll? I'd like to recommend ADP. ADP can handle all of your payroll needs, ranging from direct deposit to unemployment insurance. And they've got great local representatives as well. Why don't you give my rep, Shelby Loga, a call at 320-420-0900. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Welcome back to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. We're going with a theme collection of music today uh, under musical virtuoso Andrew Bird. Not the most famous guy in the world, but an unbelievable talent. Comes to town every now and then, has played the Orpheum, has played First Avenue. He's pretty famous. He's, he's if you know, you, you know, know. Yes. But if you're a pop, top. 40 rapper. listener or a rapper <laughs> or a rapper. Nevertheless, Drink in the Style brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design, home of the largest array of products from L.A.-based Noir Furniture in the Twin Cities. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and our guest this evening is Michelle Espeland, principal at Minneapolis-based international architecture firm Cunningham Group. We're enjoying a Tea It Up which is a version of an Arnie Palmer mm-hmm. uh, that is bourbon-based and uh, really, really tasty. We've already started drinking. And I'd like to remind you again that the uh, Tea It Up is available this week on the menu at Mill Valley Kitchen. It is half price at happy hour. And, uh, you know, you really can't go wrong because this is a good summer drink as well. Perfect summer drink. Very few misses on Drink in the Style. Pretty much everything that Jordan has led us to has been... A big, big plus. Can we buy it all pre-mixed so it's that easy? Yeah, right. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> they should sell it as pre-mixed. Ah, the city would never allow them. Don't get me started. Yeah. Don't get me started. Right. Yeah, don't. Different please. topic. <laughs> Speaking of topics, let's have a little small talk conversation here. and uh, We kind of were leading into this, but, you know, this is a show about, uh, about you know, about alcohol, but also about interior design and architecture and what have you. So, Michelle, I want to ask you a question. What historical era had the best architecture or fashion, in your opinion? Modernism. The clean lines, it's tried and true. Not everybody loves it. Uh, It evokes emotion beyond a lot of different styles because it is so stark. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't mean that you can't have things and you can't have stuff, but everything has a place. It might be hidden. So modernism was a movement between, what, the 1920s and 50s. So kind of post-Art Deco and pre-post-modernism, which makes sense. Which was a lot in post-modernism fought that form follows function adage. Kind of drove that. And they pared down Art Deco, of course, being elaborate and, you know, and, you know, embellished in many ways, although... 
you know, with a lot of uh, geometric patterns associated with it. But modernism, again, being being simplistic and clean, is it is it kind of the root of, of kind of the Scandinavian style of furniture? Uh, some of it, but really it's the Bauhaus movement that Walter Gropius started, uh, the School of Architecture, okay. and that really gained popularity throughout uh, especially Europe and the states here. Mm-hmm. Um, Philip Johnson did the IDS Tower downtown, a lot of stuff in Chicago, Corbusier. Uh, they, it's all interjected and intertwined. You know, Frank Lloyd Wright liked some of it at some times. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's lots of intertwining of it. But it was definitely a huge break from from previous. Oh, absolutely. Were there colors? It was time for that. It was. Well, you know, everything should change. It's 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 weird. I mean, to some extent now in the world, and I've got a whole theory that I don't know. We'll go into maybe in segment five off air um, about how everything has stagnated for the most part in in America in particular, but in the world because you know since the nineteen fifties and sixties we get to see what everything is supposed to look like. And if everyone knows what things are supposed to look like, it becomes very difficult to change that. You're always just going back and 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 replicating what is already socially approved. So back in those days, you could have giant movements. You could have whole new concept. That's my theory for what it's worth. Were there colors that were particularly dominant during the modernist era? White, neutrals, black. But that's what makes it fun, is it can fit into then and now and the future and you pair it with things so i love to juxtapose abstract expressionism mm-hmm. so you have jackson pollock mm-hmm. and you throw that on the wall a framed painting in a dining room or a foyer and all of a sudden your crispness of the architecture is softened mm-hmm. and you have this surprise and delight that makes it evokes emotion beyond sterileness to create i mean oh wow deep um, speaking of which, you know, I'm kind of curious. To your knowledge, does does Japanese aesthetic influence modernism in any way? Because a lot of what you're talking about kind of harkens back to kind of a Shintoist minimalism. That uh... Not a genre I've studied a lot, so I can't speak to that factually. You can see some style reference. Mm-hmm. And when you study architecture in, in College of Design, you certainly go through all of the, the eras. Mm-hmm. And like I said about intertwining, they... They always intertwine. Either they've literally overlapped in the decades they were popular or different parts of the country. Um, And then one artist goes from one place to the next. So what is fun is that even 100 years ago, the the world still was somewhat small. We didn't know that at the time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. until the 70s when things started getting really published. And, of course... When famous artists start dying is when you really start caring. Yeah, right. Sadly. I think I said that when Drew Beeson was on the show. There must be a small part of you in the back of your head that knows that all your clients are kind of waiting for you to die. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. (laughs) Carl, what about you? Do you have a favorite uh, architectural era? I do. Um, Art Nouveau. That that is my my soft spot, my heart. Um, I just love the the fluidity and the organic aspect of Art Nouveau. Um, I also love the Art Deco, but like I was saying before, it's it's for the OCD personality that likes more of the straight line symmetry. Think, you know, that is absolutely an awesome description. So, Art Art Nouveau. Again, being kind of uh, a lot of flowing shapes, a lot of everything arcs. Is I mean, every yep. exactly. There's hardly any straight line in Art Nouveau, which is which is what I love, and that's kind of what ties in the the nature aspect. Because in nature, you rarely see straight line. Everything is curved. Everything is organic. Everything is moving, flowing, that's like the wind true. and you know the rivers and you know. So I, I've just always loved Art Nouveau very much. Um, you know, if you think of Spanish, you know, Gaudi buildings mm. and, and just kind of that um, aesthetic. That's that's what I, I love most. And then that overwhelmed the world to a great extent. That yep. was the norm. It's what a lot of people think about from, you know, the 1910s, 1920s. Mm-hmm. A lot of deep ruby colors used yep. in Art yep. Nouveau. Jewel tones, definitely. And then suddenly, thank you, jewel tones. Yep. And then suddenly... The OCD, yep. the, the guys who get up at 6 a.m. said, you know what, I can't stand any more flowing yeah, yeah, yeah. lines. But I mean, it can be very overwhelming to a lot of people. I think, um, you know, some people need more of a symmetrical, more rigid, simple, where your mind doesn't have to think about it. It's there. It's easy to process with the, you know, with the, the flows and everything and the, and the um, asymmetricalness. I think a lot of people, that really throws them off and they can't 
they can't process it, and it almost makes them anxious. Um, so I think that's kind of how it moved into then the Art Deco, which is a little more, it still has that geometric um, shapes, but again, more straight line and, and symmetrical, yeah. more pattern-based. Yeah, absolutely. And you can see it is. It, it makes fewer demands. It's the strangest thing, isn't yep. it? We're organic creatures. Yep. You'd think that we would embrace everything organic, but we're humans, and somehow we'd like to bring order yeah, we, wherever yeah. we can. I think life is chaos, so we we like order sometimes. And yeah. Art, Nouveau, Art Nouveau is not a style that you bring into design context too much. No, not, not anymore, sadly. It's, I think in, most people would immediately think you mean fussy. Yes. Yep, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting observation. All right. Well, you know, Art Nouveau would be fun to bring back on a major project. Maybe we'll talk about that in the next segment, Miss Esplin. Yes, there's some big theme park clients that might like it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to go uh, go and take a quick break, but a reminder that you're listening to Drink in the Style with me, Gregory Rich, on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Habitation is Minneapolis's coolest furniture design studio. Our in-house design staff specializes in creating spaces that reflect your style, your values, and your taste. From edgy modern to transitional, Habitation is here to help you craft your home. Know what's also exciting? Habitation offers AM 950 listeners complimentary interior design services, which include an appraisal of any furniture pieces you may want to trade in for store credit. That's right. Habitation will take your gently used furniture and issue you store credit on fresh, fantastic furniture. Check out Habitation today, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, one mile east of Highway 100, or visit us online at habitationdesign.com. Minnesota's original appliance specialist, Warner Stellion, is excited to announce the opening of its new store, located off Broadway and 35W in Northeast Minneapolis. Now, here's what we're going to do at our new store. We're going to sell all the best brands at guaranteed unbeatable prices. Then we're going to deliver and install them right and fast. It's been a long time since a new appliance store opened in the city of Minneapolis. You can see us from the highway. We're on the east side of 35W, next to Boyer Ford. Come for a visit soon. Goss Modern out of Toronto, Canada has crushed the Twin Cities market with their amazingly refined blend of mid-century and contemporary furniture styles. It's kind of Scandinavian, it's kind of clean, it's it's just plain cool. And the fact is that Gus Modern is an affordable, delightful product line. We've got all of it for you to take a look at Habitation Furnishing and Design on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Come on in and check it out or go to GusModern.com. Hi, Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Have you heard about Designer Rehab? Designer Rehab is the area's coolest furniture consignment store. Gently used furnishings as well as closeouts and clearance items at really stellar prices. Whether you're shopping or interested in consigning, Designer Rehab is a must-visit in the Twin Cities. Located at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, Designer Rehab, it's only a matter of time. With your AM 950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Tonight after 3 a.m., showers are expected with up to half an inch of rain possible. Sunday, rain's continuing with a high near 81. And at night, gradually becoming more clear with a low around 66. Monday's looking to be sunny with a high near 86 and a nice low around 69. AM 950 is brought to you by Green Home Doctor. 80% of homes in the market need help with air sealing and insulation. Let the Green Home Doctor make your home less leaky and more comfortable in both the winter and summer. Find out how they can help you at thegreenhomedr.com. Welcome back 
to drink in the style. We're speaking with Michelle Asplund from Cunningham Group. Our musical introduction brought in by Andrew Bird. A track called Eugene has this awesome line in it which goes something like, Studies have shown that we, like sheep, are prone to sharp fatal doses of... Oh, crap, I forgot. <laughs> sharp fatal doses of ennui through osmosis or something like that. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, it was really deep until I screwed it up completely. But yeah, you're uh, almost there. You were almost there. Right at the last little. I know it's the cocktail. I blame Jordan Morris. <laughs> anyway, so Michelle, uh, you are, uh, as we said, a, a principal at Cunningham Group, international architecture firm. Introduce the listeners to Cunningham Group. Yeah, so commercial design firm, architecture, interior design, and landscape design. And we're having our 50th year this fall. John Cunningham is still with us, going to celebrate our 50th year that he founded this firm based off of community and culture and has grown into not just doing a few single-family, nice homes, a school, a single casino, and a church to a 400-person, eight-office location firm that specializes in four different markets. So we segmented them into different market groups called HEAL, which is obviously healthcare, live work, which is any type of housing, multifamily type housing, so senior living, market rate, luxury, student housing, senior living, and then uh, workplace, so mm-hmm. commercial, corporate areas. We have GROW, which is K-12, higher education, and worship and nonprofit. And then we have Play, which is the studio that I design mostly in, even though I'm doing a lot of other things. And in that group, we have resort hospitality, so Native American, non-Native American, Vegas-style casinos and hotels and everything that goes in those. We have Big Name Entertainment, which is something not everybody realizes that Cunningham Group is a specialist of theme park design. Hmm. Really? I did not know that. I know you well, and I did not know that either. Yes. Oh, interesting. So names that we can't say out loud, but we all know who those theme park people are. And we are working on a theme park in Beijing and one in Moscow right now. So internationally. Really? Yes. The ba- tell me about the Moscow theme park. The Russians... I, uh, uh, certain images are coming to my head, and it scares the hell out of me, honestly. I just have all, a vision of all these, like, you know, sour-faced Russians wearing the furry caps <laughs> on roller coasters. <laughs> well, we didn't put them into the renderings. Uh, but the, the themes of the different lands, and I can't divulge them yet because it's not public knowledge, uh, are definitely recognizable. Mm-hmm. So they're... Not going to be unusual per se. Bear wrestling is what's coming to mind right now. (laughs) The Stalinist purge slide. (laughs) Vodka everywhere. (laughs) I love it. Vodka on tap. When is that planning to be opened? Who knows? It's been a long, arduous challenge um, working across the pond with them, and they we we have them come and visit us in our Los Angeles office versus our employees having to go over there. Mm-hmm. So that just adds to the time frame because they have to come over here in their time frame and see progress. So okay. it's taken a while. I would imagine maybe in the next five years it'll be built if it's built. But okay. it's been a lot of fun to have that cultural interaction and really prove that design is universal. Yes. That's that's absolutely awesome. And, you know, again, historians, law, I mean, Russian history is Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. There's been no people that has kind of endured more and yet, you know, triumphed over it time and again than, right. than Russians. We'll see what happens. And we could riff forever on Russia and everything else, but we're not going to. <laughs> no. um, not so, yeah, you guys are doing just stuff all over the world. That is is really, really cool. And you have an office yeah. in Qatar as well, correct? We have an office in Qatar mostly for the healthcare market. Mm. Um, we're working on a huge hospital, 400-bed hospital luxury for a shake over there. A luxury uh, hospital with four beds? Luxury emergency room. Well, imagine marble everywhere in your surgery suite. Wow. Well, it seems hygienic. Uh, Marble's very porous. Yeah, it's very porous. Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) I don't, yeah. Not hygienic. No. All right, so there's some really unique... Don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. It's an open wound, but you know. <laughs> but you know, that's... imagine there'll be some replacements. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh well, yeah. Is... Could you? Oh god. Yeah. Don't Fluids think about it. Think... Don't oh think about god. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
All right. We're learning a lot about hospital yes. design vis-a-vis mm. porous minerals. Um, <laughs> that's really cool. I mean, that's a surprise. What else? Tell us something else that, that, that would surprise us about your industry and, and, and the types of work you do. Well, the the industry as a whole does not have a lot of cross-market integration. I think when you have a firm that has eight locations and design staff is shared, we literally will share design staff and architects amongst the different offices, which really helps our employees get that cultural diversity because the projects aren't always where you're working. And then you understand communication better. So I, I do like how our firm has brought that to the industry where we literally, if you work for Cunningham and you're in Minneapolis, it doesn't mean you work for Cunningham, Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And some other large firms, it would mean you work for so-and-so Chicago or so-and-so New York. Mm-hmm. And they each have their own attitude or their own culture. Mm-hmm. So we've, in the last five years, redesigned our office locations so there is familiarity. If you come and do hoteling in one of our other office locations, it's not the exact same. It's not prescripted. They all are adapted to what the region wants to have a little bit. But there is familiarity, and you feel connected to the firm at all times. Interesting. That that's 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 a great way to integrate an organization that's outside of the norm, the siloed concept, mm-hmm. as opposed to a, a complete organization. You mentioned you mentioned that you do a lot of uh, casinos mm-hmm. as well. Tell me, any really interesting themes that you've worked on in that in that space? I love the one in Albuquerque. It's called Isleta. And it's actually Native American, so it's the Pueblo of Isleta. And they we built a lot of the design. It was the hotel and the spa and the conference center that we added on to the existing casino. So it, it expanded into a resort concept, not just a casino destination. Now it's a resort. You can stay there. You can play. You can eat. You can spa. You can go to a convention, a wedding. There was a kids, a kids care facility. And the design is really revolved around culture, but not in-your-face culture, to the point where Breaking Bad was filmed there three times. Oh, wow. So they they loved the environment, Hollywood loved the environment so much that they brought the show to the facility and filmed three different episodes there. Wow. That is really interesting. I love Breaking Bad, by the way. It's such a good show. Carl, were you a fan of Breaking Bad? Uh, I never really... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, never, I never really got into it, but pure truth. Were you, Michelle? Yeah. Did you watch? Oh, a lot I loved of it. Bad? I didn't even realize our show was in that, and I was watching it. I think it was the second season, and all of a sudden, Jesse is in rehab, mm-hmm. and he's in he's in my spa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, You're like, wait a second, wait a second, that looks familiar. <laughs> and it's pretty distinct architecture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was it was uh, very humbling to see that yeah. it was that. Popular. I'm curious. This this particular Pueblo tribe, mm-hmm. did they have any um, like specific colors or emblems that you needed to put into the design aspect? I mm-hmm. I'm actually a little native, and I, I have an uncle that is native studies teacher, and so I kind of know the differences. And, and I'm curious as to if that was involved in your design. They were big pottery. Yep. Into pottery and still are. So that's the spa is actually the shape we call the spa jar. So it's oh, shaped it's like a piece of pottery. Yeah. Uh, a little more abstract, but if you were driving down the highway, you would go, that looks like a piece of pottery. Yeah. Or a, it looks almost like a chimney. Yep. You know, really yep. large. And then uh, the eagle feather was really important to them. So that okay. was built into the six-story atrium that's all glass. Oh, beautiful. But very yeah. simply, where you wouldn't look at it. If you didn't know if it wasn't native, you probably would just go, that's really pretty. Yep. But little touches here. Little and there. touches, yep. Yeah. But they, then they don't want to be in your face about it. So there's a story behind it that helped us get it all approved through the council. Yep. And then we did have some more points of literalness with um, historical photography. How was it working with the Native Council? They were awesome. Some are more complicated, but yeah. they were. They had a great GM, and they really were on board with. You're the professionals. Here's what our intentions are, and show us how to do it. That is interesting. Yeah, it's funny. I have a Google uh, a Google search set up, so whenever my name is used in the media, I get a little ping. Mm-hmm. And there is, interestingly enough, a Native American uh, uh, tribal chief in Canada named Gregory Rich. Huh. He gets a lot more press Sounds than I do. Sounds super native. I know, right? <laughs> but I'll tell you, this guy's a badass. Yeah. He uh, he has always taken it to uh, taken it to the Canadian government <laughs> on different matters. Well, my last name is Peltier. That's uh, French. French. Well, yes, but Leonard Peltier. 
if you nope. know the I don't. activist, really, the native activist that was in prison for, quote-unquote, shooting a police officer. Ignorance Are you kidding me? No. Leonard Peltier from, like, the 60s and 70s? I, no? All right, well, You're all alone. No, I, I, trust me, I'm not alone. You need to Google this as soon as we're done. It's fake news. Yeah. It's not fake news. <laughs> it's not. It was huge. <laughs> anytime, anytime somebody hears Peltier, they're like, oh, Leonard Peltier. Actually, really? I will say, though, one of our viewers is actually Curtis West, who's on Native Roots Radio, presents I'm Awake, one of our Native American talk shows, watching right now, so he might actually Yes, know. I'm sure he knows. All right, send us a little smiley face on uh, on uh, Facebook if you're listening to this. <laughs> well, that is a really cool project. How about other projects? Is, <clears throat> let me ask you this. Is there is there a particular type of project that you haven't had the chance to work on, Michelle, that you'd like to? An animal shelter. And maybe Ooh, this is you. dear to my heart because we yep. just went through the adoption of our kitten. It is sad. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. And we all know there's a lot of animals out there, all kinds, that have homes. I mean, there's great facilities, too. There's a lot of rescue facilities, humane societies, no-kill shelters. You're so excited to go and find your new family friend, and then you're driving there, you walk in the door, and you're immediately depressed. Yep. Wow. You hear that the barking. That is a great yep. idea. Yep. It's, it's, it doesn't need to be that way. No. Oh, well, I hope that we have a listener out there who is in charge of animal shelters in some way, because you're right. Yeah. Well, I love that we're kind of now going in the direction where there's less shelters, yes. and it's more foster-based, right. which is brilliant. It is. You know, it, it, Animals are better off being fostered, you know, for a certain amount of time in an actual home with human beings, being loved, instead of being in a tiny little fenced-in, you know, pen where they're scared and cold and on concrete. What would you do? What would your first thought be? I mean, if you go to the the animal shelter in Golden Valley, I think it is, where we go. The Humane Society. The Humane Society. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, the dogs are in separate dog runs and things like that. Would you Have you given thought? I mean, would you put them together? Well, they've come a long way. So I will say kudos because 20 years ago when I got my first animal, that was just unbearable. I couldn't even stand it long enough in there to pick one out. So they have come along. I've been to that one, Greg. And the first thing I noticed, though, is I heard the dogs barking. Mm-hmm. Now, we know dogs bark because that's their form of communication, but it didn't, there was too much. It was disharmonious. Yep. Yep. And then you get the glass view into yep. where there's cage, 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 cage. Yep. So, yes, there's real estate that we have to consider, but does it really need to, to be coiled fences along the way? a great point. All right. Well, hopefully, let's let's change the world because I love that yes. answer. Yep. If anyone We're is out there in that yes. space, Cunningham Group is ready to lend us expertise to creating some excellent animal shelters. Yep. You're listening to Drink in the Style. We're going to go to break. We'll be coming back in just a minute. We'll be doing the Habitation Audio Log and wrapping it up with Michelle Esplin from Cunningham Group and Carl Peltier, Habitation Temporary Mixologist. <laughs> Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Hello, this is Ellen Krug with Hidden Edges Radio on Sundays from 1 to 2 p.m. My show touches people's hearts. I hear from Twin Cities listeners and thanks to podcasts from listeners across the country that the subjects I tackle, like our commonalities and our collective struggle to survive the human condition, really resonate. Join me this Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. on AM 950. Maybe, just maybe, I'll touch your heart too. Hi, Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, right here on AM 950. If you're a small business owner like me, I know you're buried in paperwork. State tax filing, sales tax, property tax, insurance, it never ends. But what about payroll? I'd like to recommend ADP. ADP can handle all of your payroll needs, ranging from direct deposit to unemployment insurance. And they've got great local representatives as well. Why don't you give my rep, Shelby Loga, a call at 320-420-0900. 
AM950 listeners, we have a home cleaning company with an offer just for you. They're Blue Sky Services. Blue Sky Services will wash your windows, siding, gutters, clean those black streaks off your roof, and more. Window washing starts at $100. Siding cleaning starts at $199. Call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484 to ask for the AM950 special. If you hear this, you have an exclusive house cleaning offer for June only. Call 651-447-4484. That's Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484. Goss Modern out of Toronto, Canada has crushed the Twin Cities market with their amazingly refined blend of mid-century and contemporary furniture styles. It's kind of Scandinavian, it's kind of clean, it's, it's just plain cool. And the fact is that Gus Modern is an affordable, delightful product line. We've got all of it for you to take a look at habitation furnishing and design on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Come on in and check it out or go to GusModern.com. This is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, and I want to talk to you about rehab. Not that kind. I'm talking about Designer Rehab in St. Louis Park. Designer Rehab is the best furniture consignment store in the Twin Cities, and we're currently accepting consignment on gently used sofas, chairs, tables, and more. If you're ready for an upgrade, bring your furniture in for consignment. Then swing over to Habitation Furnishing and Design and let us fill your home with some of the best furnishings you'll find anywhere. Designer Rehab. It's only a matter of time. Welcome back to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. We've reached the final segment of the show, which I have introduced with the track Fiery Crash from Andrew Bird. That means that we'll be doing the Habitation audio log fairly <laughs> soon and talking about the uh, St. Louis Park project. Uh, anyway, if you've enjoyed the program, I would like to encourage you to visit us online at drinkinthestyle.com, all one string, where you can download previous episodes, listen to them, find the recipe for the Tea It Up and some of our previous drinks, uh, and uh, show some support for the show as well. In a moment, I'm going to open this segment up to uh, Michelle Asplin from Cunningham Group, who gets a chance to grill the host a little bit. But first, Lord help me, we are going to do the Habitation Audio Log. Bum, bum, bum. Thank you, Carl. That was really, really <laughs> appropriate. Better than... Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> right. Womp, womp. Yeah, that was through there. All right. Let's get through this thing, and uh, and uh, I've I've curated as best I can but because uh, we are in the midst of interacting with St. Louis Park and they from on high are making decisions that may or may not be affected by this uh, but uh, truth in journalism is critical therefore we shall do the audio log and we shall lay things out here we go ready yes thank you habitation audio log installment 7 I don't even know where to start Regular listeners to the show uh, know that the past several weeks have been dedicated to the build-out of the new Habitation showroom on West Lake Street in St. Louis Park. Listeners may recall that I've recently run into substantial difficulties with the inspections department. In a nutshell, the project is currently on indefinite hold. The city has taken the position that, despite the fact that the property was listed as a retail site, and that while previous uh, the previous tenant was in fact retail, and all of the associated properties adjoining the site are retail, the last recorded use of the property was factory and business. Therefore, they have declared it is a change of use. And uh, in order for me to use the property as retail space, I need to invest about an additional $100,000 over and above the six figures that I was already investing, over and above the price that I paid for the property itself in order to make it usable as a store. I'm a businessman, and while I was excited to add a thriving business to an area that frankly could use the help, I can't simply invest hundreds of thousands of dollars and expect an adequate return. As such, pending the city's decision on usage, nothing will happen going forward. Even if the city does come back and agrees to issue the building permits, 
The three weeks delay that it has created has cost us our HVAC and electrical contractors, so the build-out will be further delayed and the costs will rise as we're now in the heat of the build-out season. It's also possible, should the city decide not to revise the usage, I will turn the space into a furniture refinishing site wherein I restore damaged furniture for sale at wherever I find a new location for rehab. The site would not be open to the public, so the historic Walker Lake neighborhood, the revitalization of which uh, St. Louis Park already received a grant from Hennepin County for, will instead have just another light industrial site. To say that this has been a mess is an understatement. This is also, this is where I get in trouble. In, in grad school, I was really good on the closing sentence. Oh, so. yeah? Weird. This is also why business people hate local governments and why the good that government can create is so often undermined by the excesses of unchecked bureaucracy. See, that's, Heavy. That's, Heavy. that's right Heavy. where my where Heavy. my my B minus became a solid B. <coughs> that last sentence always way to go the extra effort. Yeah. Right, thank you, thank you. I'm very pleased with it. Anyway, bottom line, I I don't know what's going to happen. Those online degrees are hard. <laughs> <laughs> go University Phoenix. Yes. <laughs> University of Buffalo people. Anyway, it's 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 such a shame. Um, yeah, rehab or habitation rather over in the new location was was going to be absolutely great, but right now it's just a cash suck, and it just is such a heartbreaker. But let's see what uh, what the gods decide is going to happen. All right, moving right along onto much happier segments, we are going to open this up to Michelle Asplin from Cunningham Group. Michelle, this is your chance. Grill the host. What can I talk about? I am dying to ask you a couple of things, and these are related to being a fiscal and emotional partner in my own company. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to future-proof your company slash corporation? Hmm. That's a good question. It's a great question. It's a top-notch question. Forward-thinking question. Mm-hmm. You notice how I'm stalling when I'm <laughs> a moment or two? Yeah. I'm going to start I've with... I've never done that. No. I'm going <laughs> I'm going to start with Nothing can be proof. Nothing can be future-proofed. I mean, you know, it's watches. Remember, watches used to be waterproof, and then at some point they decided that they could only be water-resistant. So I'm going to rephrase your question. How do I future-resistant the business? And it's uh, it's actually it's it's deep, and I do have an answer. So habitation is a design studio and a furniture store, right? Um, yes. The fact is that. Y- Things are always changing. You're always going to have you know new competitors who are coming in. So you need to build loyalty. Mm-hmm. You need to build, as they say, uh, a series of not just customers but evangelists mm-hmm. for what you're doing. So one of the things when we were uh, kind of going into habitation and deciding first, how are we going to fight against the Internet? And two, how are we going to make sure that we are adding something of value that no one else is doing is that we came up with – Two or three systems that nobody else that I know of really is is doing. First, consumers, customers, clients want to feel as though they're making an investment instead of a transaction. Mm-hmm. So if you go in, we're looking for consumers who want to make that investment, who don't want to just you know buy a sofa that's only good for six months or 12 months, you know, go down to Slumberland or something like that to buy that. The products that we sell are higher quality. They're well-made. We're partners of our manufacturing uh, 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 and, and distribution partners. So one of the things that people are always offered when they buy furniture is like an aftermarket warranty protection mm-hmm. uh, where they go in and they, you know, pay a certain amount and then you get five years of coverage against stains and breaks mm-hmm. and, and tears and things like that. That is going to become completely covered. It's going to be built in to everything you buy at Habitation. So if you buy a Habitation sofa 
and you spill wine on it, all you have to do is call an 800 number. We will send out someone who will remove that stain. And if you don't get that stain removed, you get a full credit for the value of that sofa. We take the sofa back, um, but then you get to replace it. So you're covered, you're warrantied, you now want to become a partner of the company. So if it's rolled into the price of the piece to begin with, does that mean you're paying the crazy prices that (laughs) our favorite furniture stores, air quote? Wouldn't you? All right, here's the simple truth. It's an insurance product, Mm -hmm. essentially, and everyone knows that insurance is based on distribution of risk, and that pushes the cost way, way Mm -hmm. down. So the cost for most most furniture stores on an aftermarket warranty, be it Guardsmen or Fortegra or whomever else, is actually not terribly high. Major furniture stores charge a fortune for it because Mm -hmm. it is a profit center. Profit center, exactly. Mm -hmm. We said instead of making that a profit center, we can take that really minimal cost, mm-hmm. we're going to put it on everything, and that means that we don't really have to even it's increase the cost that much. It's right? a great idea. And then you add to it with designer rehab, wherever designer rehab might end up being, um, we can take products back and mm-hmm. we can sell it on the secondary market as consignment or used yeah. furniture. So anyone who shops at Habitation Furnishing and Design at any point in their first five years of ownership, assuming that you've kept the product in saleable condition, which you would because all you have to do is call an 800 number and have any damage repaired, mm-hmm. can trade that product back into Habitation in exchange for 30% of what they originally paid for it. What about when my kitten, Basil Hayden, goes up the... Basil, <laughs> Basil Hayden is covered. It's that, what they call claws, protection. beaks, and teeth. Yep. And it covers it once. <clears throat> if Basil scratches the heck out of it once, they come in and they repair it or they mm-hmm. replace it. But if Basil Hayden comes back a second time, that unfortunately isn't necessarily covered. Okay. That makes sense. That's fair. Right? So... So you're not just buying a sofa. It's not just, I love this, it looks great. But now you know that I'm covered, I'm mm-hmm. warrantied. And if I do decide I want to upgrade or change or, or do anything else, I have a place to necessarily bring it back and I can swap it out. Mm-hmm. Literally, everybody benefits. Everybody you know, uh, uh, wins in this scenario. And all it is is you know, a few bucks off of the, the top line cost. It's also perfect for designers who love to change constantly, as we do. You know, I live with something for a year or two, and then I'm like, all right. All right. I've I've seen better better and bigger things, and now I want to change. Right. Which is fine. And, and you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's the whole concept of why, to some extent, people like to shop at, like, Ikea or what have you. They know that the stuff isn't going to last, but they're going to want to change it out. Yep. Well, here you can have actually quality merchandise, stuff Mm -hmm. that's not literally just landfill waiting to be deposited. You can buy nice products and yet still, you know, change it out as you'd want because, you know, 60-70% over five years is a legitimate investment. Yeah. So you have to go after the eco heartstrings. Yes. I'm tugging the eco heartstrings. The reuse, resell, refurbish. But when you're talking about textiles, the challenge is going to be making sure everyone's aware that, you know, this stuff's clean, it's hygienic. Yep. Yep. Always. And, you know, perhaps on West Lake Street, that's where we're refurbishing and cleaning (laughs) all of this furniture because I can't use it for anything other than a paperweight. Uh, All right. Well, there it is. We have drunk and talked our way through another episode. On behalf of our mixologist who is not here, Jordan Morris, uh, and uh, Carl Peltier, our guest, Michelle Aspelind, I'd like to wish everyone good luck this coming week and remind you that, in the words of Plato, a wise man speaks because he has something to say. A fool speaks because he has to say something. See you next Sunday. <laughs>